calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to All Things Internet, a show where we talk about things we see on the internet that usually have to do with internet. Emily tries her best to fact check and research most things. I'm your host, Rachel Ballinger, and your other host is... Emily Brostaff. That, yeah. I forgot my name for a second. Yeah, I know you did. Are we really off center or what's going on? I'm so confused. You, we sit different. We do. You sit with your legs out and you're leaning it, and you're like yeah. facing me. Yeah. I sit like a person for once in my entire life and I face the camera. So it looks like we're really off center and it's just how we're positioned. Okay. All right. I love it. I love this angle. Let's keep going. How are you doing? Oh, beat you to it this time. <laughs> anyway, I got three hours of sleep. Continue. How many did I get? Oh. Um, I want to say seven. Wow. I'm thriving. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm actually doing well. I had a good night last night. And uh, I'm going to go see Fletcher tonight. We're recording this on Friday. So we have a Fletcher thing. Am I prepared to leave? No. Not even a little bit. I have so much to do. Same. But that's okay. We just keep surviving and thriving. I love that. I want to get that tattooed on me. Yeah. How you doing? Well, um, uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. Um, I've had a really stressful week because my dog is still stressing me out but you know she's adorable and i love her so i tolerate it but emily take a breath wow there you go there we go um i've been getting no sleep i'm stressed about my dog and so it's the same as every week same as every week that's not invalidating her though i'm just stating a fact it's a little worse this week okay (laughs) it's a never-ending cycle there's always something there's always something um anyway okay what's in the news this week let's move on to other people's trauma but okay i'm so excited for fletcher same so excited then we're seeing ashley gavin on saturday and i'm actually recording an episode of rachel uncensored which will be out wednesday uh with her and emily really wants to meet her but then emily is actually ditching ashley's stand-up show that she invited us to to go see lizzo i've tried to see lizzo for three years now and every time i buy the tickets something happens so i am making it to the lizzo concert i'm saying the universe is telling you you're not allowed to go see lizzo for some reason apparently and you're not listening this time i have bought concert tickets or at least like festival tickets to see her four times now four times so it is happening this time i am willing it to happen (laughs) oh my god but i got my days mixed up i thought i thought i could go see ashley gavin and lizzo but Yes, I have to miss out on Ashley Gavin. But at least I get to meet her when you podcast with her. Yeah. That's exciting. I picked out a special outfit. She's totally going to be impressed by it. She's not. She's not even going to notice. But it's fine. I am sure I'm going to walk in the room and she'll be like, wow, that fit though. And that's how we're going to yeah. kick things off. I, we leave in four hours. I haven't even thought about what I'm wearing to either Fletcher or Ashley Gavin. I haven't thought about a single thing I'm packing. I, I'm going to be gone for two nights. I know I'm going to pack six underwear though. Same. Yep. <laughs> In case we poop ourselves every hour yeah. of the day. <laughs> Obviously, a couple sports bra, bathing suit, 
I know. I packed a bathing suit, too. It's like 60 degrees outside. Where are we going? I don't know. Go to a water park? But just in case. Gotta have it. So, yes. All right. Anyway. What happened in the news this weekend? All right. We're going to start off by talking about JoJo Siwa. JoJo Siwa. We're seeing her tonight at Fletcher. We are seeing her tonight. Um, so she was at the top of the headlines this week, uh, for fine, not for finally. I don't know why I said finally, cause she does it. Let's restart. <clears throat> Jojo Siwa was at the top of the headlines this week for standing up to Candace Cameron Burr. Did you see that? I did see it. Yeah. That's the only person I'm up to date with is Jojo. Well, you got her. Um, so if you don't know who Candace Cameron Burr is, she played, um, DJ Tanner on Full House and mm-hmm. now she's. Re- come back for the role in Fuller House or something. Yeah, is that still going? I think so. No way it's still going. I think I saw it on Netflix. I saw 30 seconds and cringed so yeah. hard I couldn't watch another second. It was so bad. Yeah. I don't know if like Full House used to be cringy, but because we were young, we thought it was good. Full House was always cringy. I oh. remember cringing at the last, you know, 10 minutes where they, or like last five minutes, they could do like the heartwarming moment of uh-huh. every episode. I would always turn it off. I was like, I feel so uncomfortable as a freaking kid. Maybe it's because I was never taught how to deal with my emotions correctly. (laughs) But I was like, I can't watch this. It's so bad. And I would turn it off. Oh, I used to love that show. I loved the first 20 minutes, but the last five, I couldn't handle it. The family bonding and resolutions. Yeah, the family bonding where the music's like. And the like screen gets a little misty. Uh-huh. And, and they zoom in slowly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I couldn't <laughs> handle the And then, 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 you know, it's a great, great moment. Then everyone comes in and smiles at each other as they're, as they're hugging. And then it just slowly fades to black. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know. Um, so, yes. Anyway. OK. So Candace Cameron Burr played DJ Tanner on Full House. And she was quoted recently saying some pretty homophobic things. So for a little background between Jojo Siwa and Candace Cameron Burr. Back in July, there was a trend going around TikTok where people would flash, and it's kind of come back. Has where, it? Yeah, where people will flash their phones really quickly to answer oh. prompts. So, like, the prompt will be, like, who's your celebrity crush? And then you, they'll, like, flash their phone really quick to the screen to, like, show who their crush is. And basically, you have to download the video and slow-mo it, or you have to watch it over and over and try and pause yeah. it. It's a good way to get, like, views and of, likes and stuff. Yeah. So, um, JoJo participated in this, as with most people. And um, some of her things she answered was like, who's the most famous celebrity you've ever met? Uh, who's the nicest celebrity you've ever met? And then her, one of her last prompts was, who was the rudest celebrity you've ever met? And she flashed her phone. She did it so, I literally, I'm not even kidding. I'm admitting as a 30-year-old woman, I downloaded that video <laughs> and put it into slow-mo because I wanted to know who it was. And I couldn't tell who it was because she did it so fast. It was like blurry. Yeah. But of course, internet. It's the internet. Yeah. Internet detectives figured out it was Candace Cameron Burr. And so there was like some drama going around that where Candace was like, I don't understand what I did. JoJo was like, oh, it was a joke. It was just silly. They ended up talking on the phone, resolving the whole thing. It basically boiled down to... When JoJo was 11, they were on a red carpet together. And this was like one of her idols because she loved Full House. Went to ask her for a photo and kind of got brushed aside. And, and, you know, it happens. Yeah. You know, when you're on a red carpet and you have lots of things to do and people are shuffling you along, you can't stop and take pictures with everyone. Yeah. And And JoJo knows this as a celebrity now herself. Yeah. And that's why she said she was like, it was stupid. Yeah. She was like, it was a joke, you know, whatever. Um, and, but she said as an 11 year old, it crushed her because this was someone she was really excited to meet. She asked very politely if she could take a photo. Candace said like, oh, not right now, but then proceeded to take photos with everyone else. And yeah. so it kind of hurt her feelings. And so, but anyway, they had a phone call about it. They both said they squashed it. It was resolved. They were happy moving on, whatever. Um, well, that was until this week, um, where Candace used to work for Hallmark Channel. Okay. She decided recently to leave and go work for the Great American Family Channel, which is a Christian-focused mm-hmm. channel. Yeah. Um, and she made a comment this week <clears throat> where she told the Wall Street Journal that in an interview, because they asked her, because they're going to be like producing a lot of Christmas movies, a lot of family movies, mm-hmm. you know, just wholesome, like, in quotes, wholesome yeah, content. Like, eh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. In quotes. Um, and she told the Wall Street Journal in an interview, um, I knew that people behind 
Great American Family channel. We're Christians that love the Lord and wanted to promote faith programming and good family entertainment. And when she was asked if they'd be featuring any LGBTQ plus couples in their shows or movies, her response was, I think that Great American Family will keep traditional marriage at core. Gross. Um, <laughs> so obviously this blew up because... That's not okay. No. Um, in many ways. And so this blew up. Her quote was plastered all over the internet. All these, you know, media companies were coming for her throat, as they should. And JoJo saw an article talking about, you know, her blatantly homophobic quote and decided to take to Instagram to call her out. Yes. And I was very proud of her. Oh, yeah. JoJo doesn't mess around. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 mm, Rare to see a celebrity of her status in her age taking a stance. Yeah. And like using their platform because her platform is normally like dancing content, girlfriend content, like cute stuff. And so for her to like take a stance and like actually call someone out, that was very refreshing. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Very proud of her. Yes. Um, And so she reposted a picture. So JoJo reposted a picture of an article's headline with, you know, Candace's homophobic quote. Yeah. And JoJo, her caption on the photo said, honestly, I can't believe after everything that went down just a few months ago, referencing the TikTok debacle, mm-hmm. that she would not only create a movie with intention of excluding LGBTQIA+, but then also talk about it in the press. This is rude and hurtful to a whole community of people. And tons of people flo- like flooded, including celebrities, to JoJo's post, yeah. praising her backing her up, talking about how disgusting Candace's comments yeah. were. And even Jody Sweden, who was Candace's co-star on Full House. Stephanie? Yeah, she's on the plate. Stephanie Tanner, she ended up commenting on JoJo's post and said, you know I love you with heart emojis. So, of course, this meant Candace started getting all the hate, yeah. started getting attacked. Um, she was getting tons and tons of hate. And so she finally came forward and addressed everything. And she said, this, in my opinion, just made it worse. <laughs> she said... All of you who know me know beyond question that I have a great love and affection for all people. It absolutely breaks my heart that anyone would ever think I intentionally want to offend and hurt anyone. It saddens me that the media is often seeking to divide us, even around a subject as comforting and merry as Christmas movies. It stopped being merry when you said that gay people can't could, be in it. Couldn't be in it. Yeah. But given the toxic climate in our culture right now, it should I shouldn't be surprised. We need Christmas more than ever. So we need straight Christmas more than ever? Like we need Christmas more than ever. What does that mean? What? Also, it's not I love watching these older generations being like, the environment is so toxic now and everyone on the internet is so toxic. We're not toxic. We are holding people accountable. Yeah. Like there's a huge difference. I mean, yes, you're always going to have those groups of people that take it way too far. Yeah. That are just plain out rude that are toxic. But as a whole, our generation and all of the generations underneath us, we're not toxic. Also, also, even if she's she's like, I wouldn't intentionally, you know, hurt yeah. somebody. I'm like, great. But you did. Right. You did. Whether you intended to or not you did right and that's the difference it's like yeah your intentions weren't to hurt them but you have so deal with it right take accountability yeah and apologize correct and figure out why it was wrong well apparently that's just very toxic of us to think that how dare we we are the worst i just uh, canceling myself that yeah that is one of my like biggest recent pet peeves is all of these older people being like you younger generations you youths are so toxic it's like no we just don't accept like homophobia and racism anymore yeah like sorry yeah you know yeah Beatrice like y- you can't just go around saying things like that yeah. anymore you know yeah so um Cameron uh Candace Cameron added that people of all identities contribute at great American family both on screen and off screen so saying they do have people from the community contributing to the network they'll have a gay best friend of some straight woman on the show just to so they don't get any heat obviously that's gonna hit all the stereotypes yes um and she continued continued in her you know retaliation speech to say i'm a devoted christian which means that i believe that every human being bears the image of god because of that i'm called to love all people and i do if you know me you know that i'm a person who loves fiercely and in don't know that word my heart yearns (laughs) (laughs) indiscriminately i do know that word it just took me a minute my heart yearns to build bridges and bring people okay please remember this quote okay my heart yearns to build bridges and bring people one step closer to god to love others well and to simply be a reflection of god's huge love for us all 
She goes on, yada, yada, yada. It goes on for another five minutes. Her Instagram post goes on forever. She talks about God, about wanting to share his love and light through programming, blah, 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 blah. She wraps up her response by claiming that her promises of inclusivity at, you know, this new network um, was not included in the Wall Street Journal. So she basically claims that when she did this interview with Wall Street Journal, she did talk about being inclusive, but that they purposely left it out. I can't see a company like Wall Street Journal leaving something like that out. They're not like a tabloid or like something that stirs drama. But that's what she's claiming. Um, And then she said, um, oh, what was it? She basically goes on to say that her the reason that she joined this network and that she, you know, wants to work there is not because she wants to indoctrinate people into Christianity, but just because it aligns with her views more. So she literally said earlier in the interview, yeah, she wants to make everyone closer to God. (laughs) But she's like, that's not what I'm doing. I just want wholesome content that discludes and discriminates against gay people. Exactly. Like, But yeah. I like the gay people, but they can't be in my things because that's not one to clo- step closer to God. Exactly. Got but, it, got it, got it, got it, got it. But doesn't care if you're Christian or not. No. Um, and also but probably. she wants you to be Christian. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, so that's where I thought the story wrapped up. But then when I woke up this morning, a new article came out and it said that GLAD's president, um, so that big organization, you know, for mm-hmm. gay people and alliances, GLAD's president and CEO Sarah Kate Ellis ended up putting out a statement of herself and she said it's irresponsible and hurtful for Candace Cameron Burr to use traditional as a guise for exclusion. Burr is out of sync with a growing majority of of people of faith, including LGBTQ people of faith who know that LGBTQ couples and families are deserving of love and visibility. And she offered to have a sit down chat with Candace Cameron and basically enlighten her about her views yeah good for her good for her yeah Yeah. that's gonna take a lot of self-restraint yeah did you see last night jojo put on her insta story that she clicked on to like it was was netflix and it was fuller house thing came up and it was cameras cameron and whatever and there was a rainbow flag behind them she's like what in the irony is this i know she's like i don't mean to keep dragging this on but like this is hilarious. What is Netflix doing? You know they did that on purpose. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, no, there was, that episode probably had nothing to do with no. the rainbow flag. And they were just like, he, he, he. Like, someone at at Netflix was like, I got this. Don't worry about it, guys. Right. God. Oh, uh, so, that was pretty funny. Yeah. That's where that wraps up. All right. Well, let's check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor. Sponsor. <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right. What's next then? All right. At 1 p.m. on Saturday, mind you, we are filming this on Friday. So this was last Saturday. Um, At 1 p.m. on Saturday, YouTuber David Dobrik's new pizza joint opened its doors. I would like to go visit, by the way. Just side note. Keep that in mind. It's called... Dobrix, as in dough, like pizza dough. Oh, David Dobrik. Yeah. And um, it's located in West Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard, and it's located right across the street from Saddle Ranch. Have you been there? Probably. I don't know the names of things. I didn't. Like, I see it all the time because we go to WeHo a lot. I go to WeHo a lot. Yeah. It's, you know, the gay district. And I've seen Saddle Ranch. I didn't know it was a hopping spot, but apparently that's like where all the influencers go when they want like paparazzi to follow them or they're like meeting new people <laughs> i i didn't I get the memo going places for paparazzi to see them oh like it's my yeah. favorite like they'll literally tell paparazzi i'm going to saddle ranch like i know um bryce hall did that during the pandemic 
when he started getting really popular, he was like, I'm going to be at Saddle Ranch and like TMZ showed up and like apparently this is a thing some people do. This just sounds desperate. It does. Um, but he purposely put his pizza joint across the street from this place so that these influencers, when they're done partying at Saddle Ranch, would come on over to his pizza joint. And he like he's keeping it open till 3 a.m. So when you're done at the clubs, you can go to Dobrik. That's smart. That's actually a smart business move. It's very smart. Um, so despite barely, and I mean barely, posting on any of his YouTube channels this past year because, you know, he was involved in so many controversies. Oh, right. So he, he stepped away. Um, the crowd that showed up to this opening. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, my. Like, the video footage was unreal. It went on for blocks and blocks and blocks. Um, several people drove in from out of state. And of course they did. camped in tents. They wanted to get into his vlog because they knew that he'd vlog yeah. it. Yeah. Or, or, like, I would have thought, like, if I was into him and had the time and money to do that. Um, like if like Mr. Beast was opening up something, maybe there was like a prize for the first 10 people. Oh, yeah. But I don't I don't think he did any of that. Um, He was like, your prize is you get to buy my pizza. Right. Apparently he was really sweet and he was taking photos with everyone and saying hello to everyone the first few days that it was open. So he was he's a he's smart. He's a smart dude. Yeah, he's a smart business person and knows how fan bases work. Right. Oh, and there was these, uh, this one guy, he camped out for four days in a tent to have the very first slice of Dobrik pizza. But then these two, I want to say TikTokers or YouTubers that got there two days in advance, they paid him off to <gasps> switch spots with him. I don't know how much they paid him. They didn't say, but they wanted to claim that they had the very first slice of Dobrik pizza. And so they paid this guy. I hope he got a pretty penny. I hope he got a pretty penny too. Um, and so... Dobrik's is claiming to have the fluffiest, cheesiest, doughiest slice of pizza in town. And everyone is surprisingly satisfied with the quality, which is like a rare find because normally when influencers put out food products. It's not the best. It's just their name that sells it, not the quality of the food. Yeah, but apparently this is like good pizza um, and everyone is happy for now. All right. I had no idea this happened. Yeah, I only knew because he was like blasting it all over TikTok. Oh, and I don't even I don't don't, follow him on TikTok, but it was all over. It was all over my for you page. I haven't gone on TikTok in like a week. So, well, that's my problem. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So for our next story about an influencer, Jeffree Star. Oh, my God. I forgot about that person. That person. (laughs) What? Who? Yeah. Well, remember he was living up in Wyoming with his yak ranch. Yeah. And he was selling yak meat. Yak meat. We all thought they were pets and like. (laughs) <laughs> emotional well, that's what he said yeah well he did like clarify recently that apparently he has separate fields in one field it's like i don't know how you could do that have like you choose how do you choose how do you choose like There's, one's pets one's food i don't get it yeah so allegedly he is done with youtube um so about a year ago shane dawson as we should remember yep um slowly started making his way back onto youtube after taking a massive break, after some really not so great things came mm-hmm. out about him. Yep. Um, and then one of his first major projects that he's taken on since his, you know, slow return is creating a new series about Jeffree Star and kind of about himself as well. And it's all about their lives after both of them got canceled. Um, he visits Jeffrey on his farm. They talk about their failed makeup palette that never launched because right as they're about to launch, they both got like massively canceled. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey shows him around the ranch, talks about his new life, how happy he is. And then Jeffrey claims he's no longer materialistic and no longer obsessed with money and expensive things. Because Do you remember his house was so big, so well guarded, so fancy that even Britney Spears was looking to buy it when he put it on the market? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, but, I yeah. mean, I knew he had a really, really nice house. I didn't know he sold it. I thought he just also bought a house in Wyoming. He did. It took him a really long time to sell his house because it was so extravagant. Yeah. Like he had like a vault in yeah, his house. Yeah, for his purses. For his purses. He had like a guard's quarters, like for his security. Like this was a ridiculous house and it took him forever to sell, but he, you know, did sell it. Um, But so now he's he's claiming that he's really just focused on like, his mental health and his happiness and his yaks and his yak business and his yaks. So he, he's he's saying that you know he's happy. Um, but at the end of one of Shane's videos, because he's he's in the middle of the series right now. Um, at the end of one of the videos, Jeffrey flat out claims that he's quitting YouTube. Um, and that he's now focused on TikTok instead. 
And he says, like, he was directly quoted saying, no one cares about YouTube. Not one single person goes to watch it for enjoyment or fun anymore that I know of. They need instant gratification saying that. because, And, like, he goes on to say it kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, we've been talking about, like, the decline of YouTube and, like. And the rise of TikTok. And yeah. the rise of TikTok. Because this new generation needs, like. It, yeah, it's quick. Like, their tensions. TikTok has made it, especially, like, it blew up because we were all quarantined. Yeah. And in that in that time it grabbed our attention and the quick like you can scroll 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 with youtube you sit you wait you watch and then when you try and load the next video you know there's ads and it takes a while and you kind of have to search for what you want to watch tiktok is like here it is here it is here it is here it is and your attention span has shortened right and tiktok is now trying to do longer form while youtube is trying to do shorter form so it oh god your dog just farted sorry it's so bad so bad it's so bad it is rank it's absolutely rank sorry <laughs> yeah oh god mm-hmm. okay so anyway yeah he's correct in the fact that tiktok has grabbed our attention and youtube yeah. is is losing it right but it honestly depends on your type people's types of entertainment now yeah well and he's saying also because of the pandemic all of these streaming companies really had to step up their game and start producing more and start producing faster and quicker. Mm -hmm. And so that also killed YouTube because he was like, you used to go on Netflix and maybe there was like one or two new like movies or TV shows released a week or every few weeks. And now it's like every few days, something new is being released. Documentary. There's a new reality show. There's everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he's saying when people used to go home and they pull up YouTube to watch something new every day, now it's, they're going to Netflix, they're going to Hulu, they're going to TikTok. And so I mean, he has a point. He's not wrong. Mm -mm. Yeah. But I did know all of these YouTubers who've been around for a really long time, Shane Dawson, Jeffrey Starr, David Dobrik, they are really smart business people. Mm -hmm. Like that is something that is just true in and of itself is they are very smart business people. Right. And they're right. Yeah. Well, and I, I went to go look at his channel and his his videos used to get like 30 million views per video. And yeah. now now they're down to one million, which is still like a ridiculous, inconceivable amount of like views and money yeah. that he's getting. But it's not 30 million like he used to. Yeah. So he's basically saying like he's over it. He I didn't says, know he was posting still. Yeah, a little bit. It's mostly all makeup stuff. Yeah, because he so still, I wouldn't see it. Yeah, he still has his makeup company. And so he does like reveals and launch videos and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But he says he has two videos left that are scheduled to post. And then after that, he's stopping. Well, is that because he got canceled pretty hardcore? Or beca- or is there a mix of probably both? I think it's a mix of both. Okay. I think his views tanked when he got canceled. But normally, if you look in the, like, at people's history, they can bounce back from that. Yes. But he's trying to bounce back when YouTube is declining. And so yeah. it's just so not. it does not work in. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, fans, you know, obviously, once this video came out and that was revealed um, on Shane's docuseries, like, fans started speculating that they think this whole thing is a giant publicity stunt because, um, and that, like, Jeffrey won't really quit YouTube. Um, and they think in the very last video of this series that Shane is going to post, Jeffrey's just going to be like, oh, I was just kidding. Like, I'm not quitting YouTube because, um, one thing that was mentioned after Jeffrey said that he was quitting YouTube is him and Shane started talking about their failed palette that never got released. That's Mm. still just sitting in stockpiles and warehouses. And so they think they're trying to build hype around them too and get people talking and remembering. Again, they're smart business people. Yeah. And then they think they're going to launch the makeup palette. So that's that's the rumor right now. What do you know what Shane's videos are getting right now, view wise? Because it's still pretty decent. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, because I know that when he was posting the like Paul Brothers stuff and um things like that, like he was getting like millions upon millions of views for each one yeah um so right now he has 19.5 million subscribers on youtube his old videos like investigating conspiracies with shane dawson had 47 million mm-hmm. beauty world 25 million uh jake paul one had 20 million and now he's sitting at 1.8 2.5 3.3 okay so it's less but it's a lot less yeah. but still like <laughs> oh, I would love to get a video with those amount of views. Right. No, I. But in in his world, that's less. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You have to think about it like that. Yeah. Obviously, if Joe Schmo goes and posts a video, he's not gonna go. He's gonna get like a view, and it's him. 
Right. But yeah. <laughs> his, his mom. You have to know. Yeah. You have to know like who it is based on like who it is, not the number itself. Yeah. So, yeah, we will just have to wait until the last video comes out to see if it's a publicity stunt. I had stunt. no idea they were still existing. Yeah. I was not aware of any of that. <laughs> yeah. I just like to keep up with the drama. So. I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. Um, do we need to check again? Um, yes. Let's check to see if we have another sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor. All right. What's the next thing? Um, I really want to talk about this whole Twitter fiasco. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so we've talked a few times about how Elon bought Twitter for a ridiculous amount of money. He did not bankrupt himself, but he definitely put a dent in his accounts and he's freaking out about it. Yeah. And so his solution and like this is just happening like as of last night, like articles are still coming out as we speak. Well, apparently he like two days ago, he sent out a mass email and he just as a refresher, when he took over Twitter, he fired a ridiculous amount of people mm-hmm. um like a huge percentage of people he fired like the ceo he fired like the head of public relations like he got rid of a bunch of top people and then got rid of a bunch of employees and it was said he was doing this because he needed to save money yeah because he was freaking out about how much he spent um well apparently even though he fired all of these people he's expecting everyone that's left to make up for that work no you can't and you can't and he sent out a mass email two days ago and basically said he's attempting to make Twitter 2.0. So like to take what? to take Twitter to the next level and to like make it even better than normal. And that it was interesting, his choice of words and what he put in this email. But he basically said along the lines of if you're not willing to get your butt into gear, if you're not willing to work extra, if you're not willing to help me take this company to the next level. You have two days to decide if you want to stay or take a severance package and leave. Take the severance and leave, people. Well, he was bluffing. So he sent out this really nasty email. And again, this is all coming out like now. And so there, there may be more developments by the time yeah. this epi- our episode posts. But for now, um, in this email, he was basically saying like you guys need to step it up even though I think we talked a a few episodes ago people are sleeping in their offices they haven't seen their family in days like they're trying to keep their jobs like these are their careers he's just being like a tyrant basically um and he sent out this really nasty email to try and like light a fire under people's butts not expecting everyone to leave and then starting last night when the deadline hit where people had to decide there was I mean literally CNN quoted it as a mass exodus (gasps) they were saying uh, like they have a huge Slack chat at Twitter headquarters. Yeah. And he said people were sending this salute emoji. And that's how they were like announcing that they were leaving and taking the severance package. And like there was a little screenshot that I saw in the CNN article. And it was just like salute emoji, 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 emoji. It was like hundreds of people just being like, OK, bye. And so now in the severance package was three months salary. <laughs> so. Oh, and, my God. And he didn't think anyone would take it. He thought he was just going to be like, you better do your job or leave. And they'd be like, OK and like do our job and and now they're leaving and so now he's scrambling and there are all these tweets which is ironic coming out from these people that are like head of the programming department head of the security department where elon is personally calling them and begging them to come back because now he's left with all of this work all of this programming he has no idea what any of it is he doesn't know what he's doing he can't find anyone to come do it and he's panicking and so apparently there was a mass lockdown last night where he attempted to lock everyone out of their codes, everyone out of their emails. They shut, he like claimed that um, they were shutting down headquarters until the 21st, until they could get it secure because he was convinced that people that were leaving were going to try and sabotage Twitter or like take information with them when they were leaving. Well, like, they just trying to get out. Yeah, so. Like they've got a great resume. They worked at Twitter. They can go work at Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, right. Snapchat. They can go work. You know, if there's an opening, they have a good resume and yeah. they can be like, I was on the top of my game and Elon Musk took over and everyone's gonna be like, yeah. And yeah. you left a really at a perfect time. Like, yeah, good, like it's not like it doesn't look bad on them. Right. So there is like a, it, I was very proud of these employees. But yeah. Elon was panicking last night. And then someone even was like projecting on the side of the Twitter headquarters, like all of these nasty words about Elon. And like, oh, it wow. was just like people were done last night uh, what's t- twitter stock has it dropped <gasps> i'm sure it has um 
Hold on, I'm gonna check because that's a really good question. I just can't, I I can't imagine that the stock is like the Dow is up. Yeah. Um. Oh. What? Okay. Well, there's another article. Again, I haven't had the chance to read it, but it's titled that just came out. Elon Musk says he'll find someone to run Twitter because like everyone's so mad at him. Again, I haven't had time to read this, but that just came out. Yeah, he's not gonna be able to do it. He. Oh my god. Okay. I don't know how to read stock. Like, it doesn't it just have like an arrow that goes up or down? I don't that looks so confusing. Hold on. Let me see. Rachel's gonna look. Um I've also never how do you have that many text messages? Emily. Sorry. Just, <laughs> my life is one giant chaotic ball. Um, while Rachel looks into that, um, did you see uh oh, something else I wanted to talk about is um, remember how we talked about last episode that he was allowing people to buy blue check marks? Oh yeah, Jessica, my sister-in-law texted me yesterday, and she's like, "Look at your blue check mark, like, because if you're verified, you get an extra tab that shows you what verified users have interacted with you. So instead of your mentions, oh. it's verified mentions. So oh. I won't lose someone with a check mark talking to me because I can see it in that tab. Oh, and she's like, there are so many people in that tab now because you can buy it." oh right so i'm like yeah. oh so it, it doesn't mean anything anymore no because yeah. it used to be you could only have a blue check mark next to your name if you were like a very popular verified company if you I were can't read this yeah i don't that stonks i don't know how to read stonks oh. uh, someone in the comments tell us if they tanked or not um but yeah you used to only be able to have a blue check mark if you were a, a popular verified company if you were a, a popular influencer a yeah. celebrity like you had to be vetted authenticated whatever i'm gonna look at mine real quick okay well and then elon came out a few weeks ago and basically said that that was one thing that he wanted to change on twitter is that you can buy yourself a check mark and everyone was like but for what yeah and he made it for eight dollars a month and so of course as soon as he did this the internet took it and ran with it. Yeah. So all these Gen Zers were buying these blue check marks and then changing their handle names to look like companies and then yeah, just messing. That's a mess. Yeah, they were messing with the internet. So they were pretending to be politicians. They were pretending to be companies. They were pretending Elon to be... Elon Musk. They were pretending to be Elon Musk. And it was so convincing that these were the like yeah. real accounts because they had a blue check mark. Yeah. They had the same profile picture and the their handle would be like one letter off. Instead of an, like an L, it's a capitalized I or something like that. Yeah, and so it was really hard to tell which was a parody account and which was a real one. Um, and some of my favorite notable mentions are there was an account impersonating um, Rudy Giuliani, which was uh, Trump's lawyer that got yeah. in a bunch of trouble. And, it, and his like tweet said, I'd like to announce I pooped. <laughs> but the s word um someone tweeted out as chiquita like the banana company oh yeah and said we've just overthrown the government of brazil um tesla a parody tesla account tweeted out our cars do not respect zone school zone speed limits f them kids <laughs> um a parody coca-cola account tweeted out if this gets a thousand retweets we will put cocaine back in coca-cola i saw that one yeah this this is why you have to be a verified like this is why it was like this you have to be yeah. a verified person yeah or company like you had to prove like if you wanted a check mark on twitter you had to prove that like, you've been published in a magazine or something like this or like i the only reason i had a blue check mark is because at vidcon i met one of the people at twitter oh and i was they're like what is there anything we can do for you I, was like, I would love a blue check mark yeah and my mom too and like, my yeah. mom was with me I'm like, yeah, we can do that right now. Because like, they had met me in person. They right. looked at my socials. They said, okay, you had a lot of things. And yeah. it is so hard to get a blue check mark on Twitter. Right. Well, for $8 a month. And now <laughs> it's just whatever. And so people can do this now. Right. He did not think about it. He, no. He's yeah. really not that smart. Um, and yeah, Ro a parody Roblox account, which is a gaming site for children, yeah. right? Said we're adding sex to Roblox um uh bp like the gas company said just because we killed the planet doesn't mean we can't miss it um oh my god american girl doll a parody account said felicity owns slaves felicity is their top selling american girl doll this <laughs> like, is all right like, this this was a disaster it was like, horrible no one's gonna go on twitter anymore no oh, well 
Twitter, it really is because that was Elon's like he was trying to save himself recently by saying Twitter has never been more popular than it is now, despite all of these like hiccups. But it's because people are on there to watch the dumpster fire. Yeah. They're not on there because they like Twitter or because they're supporting you. They're on there to literally as soon watch as they're it gonna burn. Get bored. Yeah. Like you stand around when you see a car accident, you slow down your car and watch. That's what's yeah. happening on Twitter. Exactly. People are watching it crash and burn. Yeah. Um, there was. So all of these were like funny right people even did like donald trump saying you know i admit biden won biden is number yeah. one you know oj simpson parody account said i'm not gonna lie i did that like you yeah, know yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. there was one that actually had some repercussions to it so eli Lilly and company is a company that produces insulin it's the main insulin producing oh, company no. they someone made a parody account of them and said we are excited to announce insulin is now free and so that's messed up people got excited people were you know like fine because insulin should be free because the guy that yes. created it purposely, purposely made it so it would be for like cheap uh, and free right didn't like he like didn't patent it or gave the patent away or something yeah. so that people wouldn't get charged whatever so people were really excited about this only for the actual company to come forward on their also verified twitter account to say this is a parody account insulin is not free like this was fake and it tanked their stock so badly yeah within like a 48 hour window they lost $15 billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karma, you greedy mother mm -hmm. effers. Karma at its finest. Yeah. So after all of this happened, um, Elon very quickly announced that no verified accounts would be allowed to change their names after the accounts were made. This was his way to try and like lock everything really quickly to like stop this from happening. Um, but funny side story, at the time, Doja Cat's handle was Christmas. It was just <laughs> Christmas. I was going to say, but verified people change their handle. Right. Literally, Doja Cat's handle right now is fart. Like, she changes it, like, every two days. Yeah. And so she was Christmas when Elon tweeted this out and was like, everything is locked. Like, you're no longer going to be allowed to change your names. And so she tweeted directly at him and was like, I don't want to be Christmas forever at Elon Musk. Please help me. I've made a mistake. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our battery is about to die on our camera real quick. Oh, okay. So let's take a pause and check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor. And we're back. Okay. Sorry. I switched my battery out. Go. All good. Okay. So our last news story for the day is that according to BuzzFeed News, Drake apparently unfollowed Taylor Swift after he shared a screenshot. Um, You know, the Billboard Top Pop 100 yeah. song list that's out. He... He took a screenshot of that because she was at number one and he was at two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, um, but was really, you know, angry that he couldn't have the number one spot. <laughs> and so he took a screenshot of that and shared it to his Instagram, but used emojis to cover up Taylor's stuff. So it looks like his song was number one and then allegedly unfollowed her on Instagram. And so like people on the Internet were like, dude, that's not cool, especially because they were friends. Yeah. Like he had an Instagram photo of him with like his arm around her, like side hugging her, like. There were rumors that they were going to collab on music this year. Like, they have a history of being pretty close. Yeah. And so people are like, dude, like, can you not just let a woman for once? Yeah. Like, have her moment, be successful, you know, whatever. Um, and so, you know, all of this came out, drama out. Everyone was attacking Drake, basically calling him, like, misogynist and, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, but then I went to go check to see if he unfollowed her or not on Instagram. And he's still following her. So I don't know if he unfollowed her. And then when he got all of this hate, he went back and refollowed her. And, and then I couldn't find the Instagram photo of him and Taylor and BuzzFeed is saying that he deleted that. So like basically the Internet right now is like attacking Drake and just basically being like, what is wrong with you? Taylor is breaking all of these records. She put in all this hard work. This is your friend. Let yeah. a woman shine and have her moment. Um, and I can't figure out. What's, what's going on what's going on because buzzfeed is saying one thing the internet's saying one thing twitter's saying one thing and but then when i went to go check it was fine and we'll just never actually know what's actually going on yeah so you know whatever but like we do know for sure he did post the billboard hot 100 picture with the emojis over her which is yeah. not cool no like come on um and like people were tweeting out and saying like men one person said men in the industry see a woman thriving and just want to pick a fight it's the same energy as what Kanye did to her years ago. Someone else wrote, it's so sad how men are always trying to belittle women. You know, whatever. So She gets the raw in the deal a lot. Yeah. People just, uh, like, she, all that hate from Kanye was so, for no reason. 
Yeah. And it's still with her today. Yeah. And yeah. that sucks. I think when you are that young and that successful that quickly, I think you're always going to get people yeah. that are going to try and tear you down in the process. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you have any good news for me to end this I session? Have good news for you. Okay. So um, there was a guy in Florida and the full video is online. Maybe we okay. could post it in the description or something because it's actually a really good video. There's a guy um, and his friend and they were, they said paragliding, but I know what paragliding is and this wasn't. They had like a, a giant fan attached to the back of them and like a kite over top of them. And they it's were hang gliding. It's hang gliding, but with like a fan attached to them. That's weird. I've never seen it, but it was very Florida. Um, and they were basically, you know, going over all the, this nature preserve area. They were just having fun on their little devices. And all of a sudden, and the whole thing is captured on video. All of a sudden, he looks down into this like river and he sees this car sinking into this river with <gasps> this woman on top of the car. And so he immediately lands his little flying device and starts sprinting over to her. And he's like, it's kind of funny. He was like, do you need help? She's like, no, I'm just ch-. like, you know, could you yeah. imagine? She was like, no, I'm good. But she was like, yeah, please, and like screaming for help. So he goes over there. He gets another person involved. They go get a rope. They pull her out, you know, basically save her life. Um, and the whole thing was captured on video. And it just happened to be because he was paragliding in his little wind machine. That's cool. Yeah. She was like stuck there for a really long time. Like when they pulled her out, she was like her like lips were blue. Like, oh, my God, it was really scary. She thought she wasn't going to survive. And, and he happened to find her. So. Wow. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. A lab for the very first time has grown blood and has given it to people. Blood. Blood. In a clinical trial. That's wild. Wow. Um, yeah. So we won't, like, maybe in the future we don't have to donate blood anymore. We just grow it? Potentially. Yeah. This seems dangerous. Uh, seems like the start of, like, a zombie movie. But we're yeah. going to celebrate science and we're going to say get into it. Get into it. Um, so British scientists have grown human red blood cells in a lab for the first time. And they said that this is especially important. I had never heard of this. Um, they specifically created this blood for Bombay blood groups. And... um. They said this is an ultra rare blood type and it, mm. it contains certain diseases such as sickle cell anemia. Um, and it's really hard to find people that can donate this type yeah. of blood. And so they're saying if this trial goes well, then people with these certain diseases that have Bombay type blood, they won't need they won't rely on the very few rare people in the world that have the match to yeah. donate anymore. They can just grow it in a lab. That's that's really cool if it works and not and it doesn't, you know, turn people into like zombies or something. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> um, we talk about drones a lot on Good Stories and how like they like last week we talked about how a drone delivered a defib- defibrillator. Thank you. Um, yeah. All that kind of stuff. A lady uses it to find dogs that have run away. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Well, they just developed a drone that the wings are made out of um, rice cakes. So that when people are stuck in disaster areas that they cannot access, they can fly these edible drones to them to help them survive, like food-wise, until help can get to them. Look at, like, what? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, that's that's, cool. That's so weird. I would just fly a drone in with a little bag of food attached. Well, it's because... My bad. Um, my dog rejoined on the couch and knocked my mic. Um, they said the reason they can't do that, because that was addressed in the article. They said the reason they can't do that is because drones can only hold a certain capacity, especially when wind oh, is yeah. high. Or like they said they can't off balance a drone with a package of yeah. like, food, which is a little weird because how can you de- deliver a, a defibrillator, but you can't deliver like a Big Mac? I don't I don't understand the science behind it. But <laughs> you're stranded and you're ordering a Big Mac him uh, with extra fries, please. Um, and an apple pie. But yeah, so this uh, they said they can deliver. They can eat the wings of the drone and it can potentially help them survive a little longer until help can get to them. Wow. All right. Sounds good. Yep. I like it. This one was wild and in California. So there was uh, there was two guys and one of their sons. They were scuba diving off of Catalina Island. Okay. And one, the dad, all of a sudden went unconscious, but he was scuba diving and was pretty like deep down and had all of this heavy weighted gear on him. And his friends couldn't get him back up to the surface, but he was unconscious. They said like he was like foaming at the mouth, like oh my he God. was passed out. They couldn't figure out what to do. Okay. This literally sounds like I'm making this up. 
If you go to goodnewsnetwork.com, you'll see the full story. There was a mermaid training group. Training just a little ways away. Don't ask me for what. They were training. They... Stop it. Immediately stop it. Stop it. This is a episode, like, this is a moment out of Hook. Yeah. When he was drowning Mm -hmm. and a mermaid came and gave him breath. So three mermaids in their mermaid training group swam over pretty quickly because they had their mermaid tails on, um, grabbed the guy from the bottom of the ocean. They were giving him, like, rebreathing breaths while underwater because- This is from Hook. This is, like, how is this? I'm waiting for them to be like, psych, this is April Fool's in November. But no- the instructor, the person that was leading the mermaid training group um, is scuba certified, deep water certified, all these water certifications. Yeah. So she was the first one to get to him and was like giving him breaths underwater to keep him alive until they could bring him to the surface because they couldn't just jolt him up to the surface. Yeah, you, you die. Yeah. And so, you know, she was giving him breaths underwater. All three mermaids grabbed him. were swimming him up slowly. They got him back to the surface. We're giving him CPR and he survived. What? Oh, and, and the they, world. They ripped off all of his scuba gear too because it was weighing him down. That's why his friends couldn't get him up to the surface. Yeah. And so, yeah, they were able to dive down, rip off all the weighted belts, the tank. His friends with scuba gear couldn't That's rip what, I don't know. How, why did it take mermaids? Three mermaids. It took, okay, you have a bunch of people with scuba gear on and mermaids had to come save <laughs> with him. With no scuba gear. <laughs> with no scuba gear. Well, and apparently one of the friends was very panicked to the point where mm. he wasn't breathing properly, and so one of the mermaids had to swim over, swim over to him and, like, work him through some breathing and, like, underwater. What? And, yeah, so it was a whole whole thing that happened. If you want to read the full story, go to Good News Network. We're ending here. <laughs> We're absolutely ending here. All right. Well, that's it. That is it for today. <laughs> mermaids saved the day what i'm flabbergasted um thanks for listening and, uh, and yeah emily yeah. thanks <laughs> for all of the info uh we please subscribe and what is we won't see you till after thanksgiving here in the united states of america yeah all right um happy thanksgiving for those who celebrate it and happy week for those who don't i love you a lot and we'll see you next time Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of All Things Internet. Please make sure to like and follow our podcast on whichever platform you're currently listening to it on. And make sure to follow us at Podcast ATI on Twitter, where you can ask questions and get the latest updates on our show. We love you. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Ballinger, and this has been All Things Internet. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.